Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Investor Intelligence brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. So I've got a jam-packed episode for you today full of super helpful information about a topic that's been mentioned in the past on episodes but not really spoken about in too much depth as of yet. So earlier in the week, I sat down with Tuan Duong, who is the founder of Duotax Quantity Surveyors, and I brought him on to talk all about depreciation. So what it is, how does it work, uh, who is able to make the most of it, and what it has to do with property investment. We've also got a very special offer for those investor intelligence listeners who are looking for a quantity surveyor. So Duotax are offering a reduced fee depreciation schedule. So to find out more, visit investorintelligence.com.au forward slash Duotax to claim that. And you can find the link to that in our show notes. But I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here's Tuan. So Tuan Duong, welcome to Investor Intelligence. Thank you so much for joining me today. No, thanks for having us, Phoebe. Appreciate it. So you're the founder of Duotax and you're the quantity surveyors that we recommend here at the Property Mentors and for very good reason. But can you just tell me a little bit about what you do and and what you help people with at Duotax? Yeah, sure, Phoebe. Um, So, of course, with ourselves, we are quantity surveyors. Generally, uh, at Duo Tax Quantity Surveyors here, uh, as a director, um, I am mostly driving the ship in terms of um, getting people on you know board. We've got a, a great team here that support property investors um, and you know partners like yourself and accountants as well as mortgage brokers and whatnot. Um, and it's also uh, you know trying to uh, build our outreach to property investors, and, and that means that you know we've got to build a solid team to to approach people and educate people because. Um, you can appreciate tax depreciation isn't something you just know. <laughs> it's not like um, a bank loan where you pay interest. Uh, it's depreciation is something you have to come across by education, uh, not because you're being charged mm-hmm. for it. Um, so it is something that you know people don't have to do, but it's just something that it's crazy that people don't claim or, or don't uh, take advantage of if um, they don't know about it. So really critical for us is to educate people. And, and part of my job, um, even as, uh, you know, a, a one man business at one point in time, the critical part of my business was always to educate. Um, and that's how I sort of have been able to grow a business. And of course, you know, uh, grow a team that also believe in what we do. Um, and literally it is tax legislation we're selling. Um, and uh, I think it's really important that people know about this because it's, it's lots of money on the table. Um, and, and it does uh, you know, definitely change people's perspective of investing because it is that little bit of gearing that, 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 is, included in every, um, that is included in every rental property that gets people to get ahead. 
Yeah, you're right. A lot of people aren't aware of it and what they're entitled to, which is, you know, they should be absolutely making most of it and that's what you guys are there for. But I do have you here today to talk about depreciation specifically, which is something we've touched on in the past on the podcast. But if this is the first episode someone was tuning into, can you define depreciation for me? Yeah, so um, depreciation is generally the wear and tear um, of plant and equipment or building assets like bricks and mortar, um, floor slab. Um, so, and, and that and that type of depre- and that depreciation is essentially allowed to be claimed as a tax deduction in the world of property investing in Australia. Um, so that's a that's a huge advantage for people because then it means that you know not only are you limited to claiming. Dis, uh, you know, you know um, tax deductions like um, you know interest on a loan, uh, your property management fees, uh, maintenance on a rental property. You also then have uh, plant and equipment and your building to claim as a depreciation as a tax deduction, and um, that's the beauty of um, depreciation in a, in a nutshell. Mm, yeah. So essentially, it's the wear and tear and the value of something as it kind of gets older. Yep. So how do you how do you depreciate things? Okay. So generally, um, in order to depreciate an asset, we need to understand the underlying value of the asset. Um, so because depreciation is the decline of, uh, of, uh, of of an asset value over time, we need to start with an initial cost. Um, and that usually is the cost base of that asset. So, for example, if someone buys a, a, a property that might be 10 years old, um, they n- are never really informed about the cost of the underlying asset, which whether it be a oven or a range hood or, you know, 20 uh, square meters of windows that they've purchased part of this rental property. So they need to, in order to depreciate that asset, they need to find the initial cost. And to get the initial cost, they need to speak to someone like a quantity surveyor. Okay, so a quantity surveyor is essentially uh, and a building economist. Uh, the ATO recognizes quantity surveyors as the go-to people when it comes to understanding construction costs. Um, we obviously mm-hmm. are the independent uh, advisors of construction costs within the industry. You have building estimators in our industry that work out construction costs for the purpose of tendering or bidding on a job to win a project. Uh, quantity surveyors differ in that they're independent advisors on construction costs and they work with the likes of the ATO, the banks, the council to give independent advice. So it's not for the purpose of bidding or tendering on projects. It's purely for the purpose of giving accurate estimates on what something costs to build. Mm, mm. So then using those asset values, uh, we are then able to, because we, we've got the experience in understanding these asset costs, we can then depreciate that asset over time. Yeah, fabulous. So talk to me a little bit about uh, what Division 40 and Division 43 are, which they might sound a bit confusing and complicated, but sort of break those two down for me because they're kind of the main ones I want to talk about today. Sure. And Division 40 and 43 are tax terms. They're, they're, they're terms um, you know, designed by uh, the tax board or the ATO, Australian Tax Office, and they essentially will capture two segments of what depreciation really is. Now, the first is the Division 40, which is your plant and equipment assets. 
plant and equipment assets and generally anything that is easily detached from a rental property. So things that are installed and, you know, would easily be removed from it. And they could include oven, range hood, as I mentioned earlier, could be hot water systems. Um, They can include uh, timber flooring, um, you know, vinyl, uh, but it cannot be tiling. Uh, Tiling, uh, one of those ATO sensitive things is that because tiles, uh, cemented, you know, you've got sand cement that are, you know, laid to the floor and they become form part of the building, they will be classified as building. Mm, um, so okay. there's a little couple of um, nuances around depreciation that can be claimed as Division 40 plan and equipment. And uh, of course, Division 40, because they're plan equipment assets, they generally wear and tear faster than the building does. And hence, they are classified as Division 40 assets. Sure. Okay. Uh, then on the other end, you have Division 43, which is your building works or capital works. It's also referred to. And they're essentially items that are attached to the building, that form the building. And that starts all the way from the excavation for the purpose of building. So if you're going to lay a slab, you need to excavate. That's allowable as depreciation under Division 43. Then if you have your slab, your frame, your roof, your windows, your doors, and then also any joinery that's attached to the building or even a built-in wardrobe, those are considered Division 43 assets where they're attached to the building and they will depreciate over a longer period because generally buildings will last longer than an oven or a range hood or a cooktop. Okay, that's really good to know because when I was kind of doing a little bit of research before this, it kind of seemed very black and white, like, you know, Division 40 was just things that are kind of easily removed and Division 43 is things like, you know, driveways and walls. Um, but good to know that it's not sometimes as black and white. There are those little nuances and that's what where you guys would come in and be able to help someone with that. Certainly. Yeah. So can first home buyers <laughs> claim depreciation? Uh, great point. Um, so I'll run a couple of different scenarios. Essentially, with a brand new property purchase, um, if you're a first time in uh, first home buyer, once you live in the property, you are not entitled to claim depreciation yet. Okay. Now, once you do rent out the property, that property becomes income producing. That means you're able to attain rent, and as a as a result, you're able to claim any tax deduction that is associated with owning that rental property. Sure. Which means all your bank interest, your you know, uh, your building, your any cost of maintenance and whatnot. Then you're also able to claim depreciation at that point. Now, depreciation, as you know, for, comes in two factors. Is that the first segment is the Division Forty assets. Mm-hmm. Those Division Forty assets can only be claimed uh, as brand new assets. So, unfortunately, because the property has been uh, lived in, the ATO deems uh, these assets as secondhand. So once you live in a brand new house and then you rent it out, they've deemed you as a user of that asset. And because you've used that asset previously, it is now deemed secondhand. And the legislation says secondhand assets are not eligible for depreciation under Division 40. Interesting. If it's owned by an individual or an SMS or a self-managed super fund um, in, a, uh, in that capacity, 
for residential properties, only residential properties. So then once you uh, live in the property, say you live in it for six months to get your, you know, your grant or, you know, you get your CGT exemptions or for whatever matter you're doing that for, for whatever purpose, mm-hmm. once you rent it out after the six months, because it's now secondhand, um, your plant and equipment, so your oven, range wood, cooktop, they're all secondhand. They are no longer depreciable. Okay. Mm. However, plant and equipment, uh, division 40 assets are, um, are only 20% of the total construction costs. So if I go build, uh, my, my brand new house, uh, that's worth two hundred thousand dollars. Um, you know, out of Western Sydney, which is quite cheap in this day. Very cheap, yeah. <laughs> um, two hundred thousand dollars to build a small house on a three hundred square meter block. Um, forty, about forty thousand dollars of that would be attributed to plant and equipment. The mm-hmm. fortunate thing for investors is there's still a balance of one hundred sixty thousand dollars that is claimable under Division 43, which was your building work, okay. your capital work um, capital work costs, which is your frame, your slab, um, your roofing. And they always contribute to the largest uh, component of, uh, of any construction project. Uh, so there is still that to claim. However, it always needs to be considered that you can't claim plant and equipment once you move into that property first and then rent it out. Now, if you rent it out first and then you, as a brand new house, you then live in it, mm. uh, you can claim full plan and equipment on that brand new house because you've rented it from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But at, at the point when you then let it go to owner-occupy and you decide to move into it for a short period, you then will not be eligible in future for any plan and equipment claims anymore after that point. So you rent it out, you live in it, and then you rent it out again. You can continue to claim capital works where you're eligible. Yeah. But for the build for the plant and equipment, you are not eligible the second time round. Okay. The only time we can claim depreciation on plant and equipment is when we are now buying assets again. For example, I go buy a 1960s property mm-hmm. that's already built back now, so it's what 60 years old now. Odd. Now, that property is so old, so we know we're not going to claim any plant and equipment because it's old, it's secondhand, um, and unfortunately, the ATO will not allow us to claim depreciation on those assets on, on Division 40 anymore. However, if I go to the good guys or any retailer with a receipt, with a tax invoice, and I go buy an oven, uh, you know, a whole new kitchen, I redo the bathroom, so then I then can claim my ventilation fan, which is your manica- mechanical ventilation to the bathroom. You can claim, uh, you know, maybe sh- um, you've got sh- uh, shower screens, uh, you've got um, now a new oven, a new range hood, you've got, um, you know, new dishwasher. All these assets that I'm buying brand new to fit out my new bathroom and kitchen for the purpose, the intent of renting it out to somebody on completion they will then be eligible for claiming of depreciation again. Got you. Okay. Okay. Certain things, of course, as you do a renovation, there are certain things that aren't Division 40, which would be, uh, you know, your tiling to the bathroom, your waterproofing. In the kitchen, you'd have your joinery, um, any cupboards that you've got put in. Um, and so those items there, the sink is considered Division 43 capital work asset. It's not a plant and equipment. So all these things will contribute to um, both both sides of uh, depreciation. Um, and the great thing about depreciation is you can still claim capital work, which is the building works, for stuff that other people have done. So if I've bought a property built in 1998, 
um, the fortunate thing is we can still claim depreciation from a renovation that's taken place on a property built in 1960 from 1998 onwards. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't clarify earlier, building works is depreciable over 40 years um, for most properties in Australia. There's some exemptions, for example, manufacturing, industrial, they depreciate a little bit faster because of the use of the property, mm -hmm. that building. Um, whereas for the most part, residential, commercial, they all depreciate over a 40 year period. And the cutoff date for claiming uh, building works is from uh, 1987 onwards. So if you've got anything built after September 1987, mm -hmm. that is still eligible for claiming of depreciation. So that's a long way back. I think that's what now almost almost 35 years mm. ago, um, that, that legislation. So essentially, if you've got anything built after 87, have a look at it and it might be worth it. If you've got a property that's renovated, the cutoff date is 1992. Mm -hmm. If you've um, renovated that property after February 1992 or anybody has renovated that property after that date, February 1992, a quantity surveyor can assess it and claim the balance of depreciation that's left on that renovation for the current owner today, regardless of who installed that asset, whether it was you or the previous owners. Mm, okay, good to know there's like a, f a fair bit of leeway there, but I can definitely see why people need someone like you to come in and do those uh, examinations because... Not, not, not just it's, anyone could do that. No, that's right. And it's, it's not, I think is some complexity. It's just like, you know, a tax return. It's, uh, it's, it, it can be simple when you're an individual and you're claiming, a, you know, one income mm -hmm. and, you know, very minimal work related expenses. But once you have a rental property, these are things like I always recommend people go to an accountant because it's money on the table, yeah. whether it's not depreciation, it could be, you know, travel for um, maintenance uh, costs associated with holding that rental property, which we all have. And, you know, it's these cues that the accountants and tax agents are giving us about, hey, you know, we should be claiming, you know, X, Y, Z, um, because, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? And it's a simple. And the other question they may ask you is, have you got a depreciation report, which is a, a sign of you saving a lot of money down the track because it's something most people don't know about unless, um, you know, especially first time investors, unless uh, they're educated. Yeah, it definitely gets more complicated and there's just there's no room to, to cut corners with stuff like this. But you did just mention uh, the next thing I want to talk about, which is uh, depreciation schedule. So what is that? Yep. Uh, so essentially, when uh, an accountant refers us, or you know, you get recommended to get a depreciation schedule, uh, it's 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 a product that uh, essentially is a capture of the 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 lifetime uh, cost and depreciation of your rental property. Mm. Um, and so essentially, it's a it's a document that's binding um, by the ATO and allows you to submit this to the tax office to say, okay, I've got a rental property. And it's a snapshot of what the quantity surveyor thinks my assets are worth and has been assessed by a professional in terms of, okay, what's the cost of the asset uh, back in 1990s or whenever it was, how many years of depreciation that is left on that asset based on the percentage of depreciation. Um, and what we refer to is quantity surveyors refer to an elect effective life schedule. And so when we come up with a cost base, which is what the quantity surveyor comes up with, which is saying the oven it's worth two and a half thousand um, dollars. The ATO is the one that comes up with the depreciable life, mm. and they call that the effective life schedule. 
So then we take that effective life schedule, which is a percentage or a life, which in years, convert that into a percentage in, for, in a very complex formula. We then apply it to the cost base of that asset. So it could be 10% per year times by the $2,500, which your dishwasher or your oven is worth. Uh, so that means you're going to get $250 worth of tax deductions per year for a, a number of years before it fully depreciates. Now, the ATO also has some complex rulings around if you've got an asset that's worth less than $300, for example, that asset is deemed as a, 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 a very low value asset mm -hmm. and they will allow you to claim 100% depreciation on something that's worth less than $300. Ah. So if I go in there and I say, look, you've got this, um, you've got this coffee table um, and it looks like it's worth $250, if I assess it as a $250 asset, it goes onto the schedule as a coffee table, $250, you would get 100% depreciation in the first year of ownership. So which means that the ATO applies a little bit of, I guess, uh, common sense mm. and says, you know, we're no point claiming $2.50 or $5 <laughs> per year. No. We might as well give the, uh, give the taxpayer the advantage of claiming an immediate write-off, an immediate deduction, on that low cost asset of that's worth worth less than $300. There's also rules applied for assets that are worth less than $1,000. I won't bore you with it, but there, there are ways that the ATO uh, tries to help the investor mm. to claim more of this sooner. And they, 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 they we call that the diminishing value method of claiming depreciation. This is for just the plan equipment. So essentially the, 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 uh, the, 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 the depreciation schedule is uh, reflecting the, the assets that are in division 40, which is your plan equipment assets, okay. what those assets are worth, what the effective life uh, or percentage of depreciation is applied to each of those assets, depending on what the ATO has provided. We give you the result of year one all the way to year 40 of each asset. And then we also then work out any renovations that we can find out at the time of inspection. So you might buy a property and you go, okay, I don't know if there's any renovations to this, but we might come along and go, this bathroom has been renovated at least probably 20, 22 years ago. Well, let's let's assess what that was worth back in 2000 and, you know, year 2000. Mm -hmm. And say we put a nominal figure of $6,000 for that old bathroom today, it's still worth. We'll then depreciate that for the next 20 years. And that's money on the table that you obviously wouldn't know professionally, yeah, yeah. but leaving it up to professionals to then make an assessment. So then we, cap we capitalise on the... Uh, renovations, your plant and equipment, but also the construction costs. So if something's built after 1987 to claim the building works, we might say, okay, your property is built in 1995. We can own, we can claim on the original structure, which is 1995 plus 40 years gives us 2035. We're at 2022. We still have another 13 years to claim depreciation if you bought that building today or that property today. Ah, okay, all good stuff to know, yeah. So then on top of that, yeah, you could also then, you know, that person you bought her off last year also probably did maybe, you know, a new kitchen and bathroom. Yeah. So on top of the original structure, we're also claiming the improved structure. So anything that's renovated, we'll also capitalize on that report along with all the plant equipment and combine the renovations, the original construction costs or the construction works 
as well as the planned equipment gives us the total depreciation over 40 years. Mm. And effectively, effectively, that's what we're paying for. And hence, we refer to it as a schedule because it's forecasting the depreciation over a lifetime of that building. And that's the beauty of it, where we you only organize the report once and we project the cost for the life of the building. And the only time you need to organize it is beginning of owning that property. Uh, and then eventually that rides out through the ownership of that uh, property. Mm. Uh, the only time you need to see a quantity survey again would be to uh, when you do a major renovation. Um, but, you know, if you've got things like an oven, you would send that like you do to an accountant to us or the accountant. And we would then, you know, write off your old oven. Uh, you know, you've got an oven that's still worth $100 on your report. Mm. Well, you'd write that off as an immediate deduction because you've ripped it out of your house. And then we tack in the new oven, which is two and a half thousand, and we claim it over the next 10 years or so. Mm, Okay. So who should be getting depreciation schedules? So essentially anyone who's owned a rental, currently owns a rental property, Mm -hmm. right? If you currently own a rental property, it's as simple as asking the question, you know, with today's technology, we've got resources like CoreLogic now where you give us an address, we find out what the property looks like on based on real estate data um, that's been absorbed by, you know, obviously, uh, you know, listings and rental listings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We look at photos and go, okay, based on the pre-assessment that this property might have some value uh, when we can guarantee that it would be maybe at least two to $3,000 worth of deductions, mm-hmm. um, then you would say, okay, well, let's workshop this. If, if Tuan says that there's $2,500 worth of deductions, I want to take that value and give it to my account and say, Twine reckons there's $2,500 worth of deductions for the next five years at least. Do you think there's value or merit in me getting its depreciation schedule? Mm-hmm. That property investor would qualify as a, as a client that would, uh, would uh, benefit from a depreciation schedule. Um, it also benefits as people, be, you know, obviously that have claimed uh, that have, you know, purchased property in the past. They currently live in their property. They didn't know about depreciation. Great thing is the ATO will let you uh, amend tax returns and add in depreciation to your previous year's tax returns. So a person that's uh, had the property for a long time can still get depreciation as well. Um, but it's something that uh, that that uh, is obviously it's as simple as asking a question: Is it worthwhile claiming depreciation? Here are my rental start. Here are my rental dates. Mm-hmm. This is when I moved in. Um, this is the work I've done. Do you see value in it? And it costs you nothing to ask because the only time you actually pay for the service is say you engage us and then we go out to, to inspect the property. And, you know, our two and a half thousand dollar tax deduction guarantee um, to get you started to do some preliminary uh, assessment might end up being a four thousand dollar tax deduction yeah. because part, based on the inspection, we're, we're finding this or that um, part of the inspection. And that's that's the merit of um of, of just asking the question and, and it costs you nothing to ask. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and you guys are doing this yeah. sort of day in, day out, so you're seeing things that, yeah, again, the, the average just property investor isn't looking at because they're probably not in the in that um, industry themselves, so they don't have the eye for it, yeah. 100%. So when is the best time to get a depreciation schedule? Yep, so if you're already a home uh, property investor, mm-hmm. the best time to get it is now because you're probably missing out on money on the table. Mm-hmm. That's on whether it's been months or years you've had the property, uh, the best time is now to ask, but not to feel that it's too late because the ATO has those guidelines. For some entities, they can even go back four years to claim uh, on amendments of tax returns. So like companies, they're entitled to up, up to four years to amend tax mm. returns. Uh, individuals are, are, are two years, so it's not too late for individuals or you know self-managed super fund owners. Um 
but uh, the 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 ATO also will allow you to go back. Now it's now they will allow you to go back further than two or four years, um, but it's based on uh, case by case basis. So they will review it and based on their how they feel, if you've got merit in um, claiming more than two or four years worth of depreciation, we've seen clients go back to the ATO and uh, claim 10 years. Mm. Um, we had a client from 1992 that bought a brand new unit, claimed depreciation from 20, 30 years ago. So... I think, uh, and there was good reason the client uh, obviously w- was traveling for a long time and hadn't been in Australia and come back and sorted out their taxes after living abroad for a long time. And that was merit, uh, enough merit for the ATO to warrant, um, uh, you know, decades worth of deductions. Uh, and the other note is when is a good time, you know, to claim depreciation? Um, you know, if you're buying a property that's not brand new, but if you're buying a property in general, whether it's brand new or not, um, having a quantity surveyor do an inspection prior to a new tenant moving in is always the best yeah. thing. I highly recommend doing that because I've seen people organise depreciation schedules after tenants move in um, and all it does is upset tenants. Yeah, it gets because, in their you know, way, yeah. Nobody needs a, yeah, everybody wants a happy tenant yes. at the end of the day. Uh, and that's one of the ways to alleviate some of that, um, you know, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) to keep them happy yeah so I know this is something that you get asked a lot um, but why should I purchase a depreciation schedule why can't I get my accountant to do it yeah that's a actually yeah a really good question Um, and and it does certainly come up because not all not all of our referrals are from accountants of course you know there's property experts and buyers Mm. agents and whatnot um, out there, and and um, to to say this is that uh, you know the ATO, uh, the, sorry, the tax practitioner board is what holds all of uh, us uh, quantity surveyors. Uh, of course, quantity surveyors are construction economists, but um, to be a depreciation um, provider, you need to be a tax agent, not just a quantity surveyor. Mm. So. Um, now, I don't want to confuse people, but uh, people think tax agents are accountants. Yes, they are for the most part, but there is a legislation there that says, you know, um, you know, quantity surveyors have to be tax agents if they were to provide tax depreciation services. So naturally, we've had to become tax agents, um, but only on the condition that we provide depreciation advice, mm-hmm. whereas an accountant will deal with just about every legislation under the tax <laughs> law. We're going to deal with two, Division 40 and Division 43. Yep. Um, and that's where we are differentiated from accountants. Uh, an accountant can claim um, just about anything, of course. Like if you wanted to get a depreciation from an accountant, you can because it's a, it's a it's a term that they use to you know obviously claim you know here's a list of things that I have in my work related expenses. I want to depreciate my computer, my phone, but that was, that's also referred to as a depreciation yep. schedule. But a depreciation schedule for the purpose of investment properties. Um, works out construction costs. And that's where quantity surveyors specialise. We're building economists after all. Um, And so why you can't go to an accountant is they're not building economists. Uh, So the ATO won't allow that. Um, So it's almost like going to an accountant and going, hey, I bought this rental property back in 1995. What is it worth? Mm. The accountant um, is not geared or is not educated professionally in understanding what, what costs are associated with building. 
and, and un, are unable to come up with um, building costs. Um, so that's where the referrals are coming from because of that, uh, of that uh, obviously that alliance between uh, quantity surveys and accountants. So yeah, I hope that uh, kind of alleviates some of that, uh, that, uh, that those questions. Yeah, it does. And it kind of reminds me of how some people think either because, you know, they might have a mortgage broker in the family, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the mortgage broker for you. But sort of in this case, just because an accountant deals with tax in a general sense, it doesn't mean they're qualified for tax depreciation or depreciation schedules. So it's because it's a little bit more specific. Yeah. And we've had people come up to us and ask us, oh, you know what, Twine, you guys deal with so many properties. What, where's a good place to buy a property? I mean, <laughs> uh, we, we, we see people come and go from, you know, we see people buy properties and we see a lot of people buy properties from certain areas and certain type of properties, whereas a townhouse or in Werribee or something like that in Melbourne. Um, you know, we can see the trends for sure. Um, but to say what is a good property in a good area, because there's so many variables to what makes a good property. And, you know, it could be frontages, it could be easements, there's all these things that are variables that come into play that we don't look at, that we could never point the finger and say, that is a great property. And uh, it's not in our professional mm. uh, realm to know what is good property. And so we always leave that to the experts. And likewise, you know, that's where we come in to provide depreciation advice because it's not as simple as it seems on the surface. Mm. It can get quite complex um, because there's legislation around what you can claim, what you can't claim. Um, the ATO audits for this stuff nowadays. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, it's something that, you know, you don't want to take the risk on because, um, uh, you know, obviously it, it, it can get complex. Mm. Well, next time someone asks you um, where a good property is, you just send them to us and we'll, we can help them out with that one. <laughs> Certainly. That's what I'm pointing to without saying it. <laughs> so, Tuan, thank you so much for your time today. And I know there's still quite a lot that people would want to learn. And, you know, I don't think we've covered even half the stuff that we could from you. <laughs> so I might have to get you back on at some point. How does that sound? Sounds great. No, thank you so much, Phoebe, for having us today. Of course. And if people want to know more about you or anything that you guys do, where can people find you? Um, no, they're more than welcome to email me, twan at duotax.com.au, or feel free to head over to our website or contact Phoebe and her team. Uh, I know there's Luke in your in your team as well. Um, you know, they're welcome to, to, to talk to you guys and be referred through. Um, and But, you know, my, my door's always open, always happy to have a chat. And like I said to you earlier, it's as simple as relaying an address to us. Yeah. We come back with an email to give you exactly what those tax deductions look like and for how long. And you know exactly where you stand um, in terms of um, return on investment. Yeah, on yeah. On ordering a pre-commission schedule. And head to investorintelligence.com.au forward slash duotax for a very special deal for investor intelligence listeners. Um, but I'll make sure to link all of that, including the duotax website and everything we've spoken about. I also highly recommend your YouTube channel um, because you've got some <laughs> fantastic really easy to follow explainer videos on there um so please check that out if you want to know anything more but until next time thank you so much to no. thank you so much phoebe for having us on and yes guys more than happy to help for all these listeners out there and um yeah reach out guys as always thank you so much for listening and i hope you learned something new If you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes for that matter, please share it with your friends and your family. It just helps us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe if you want to be notified when any of the other episodes drop. 
If you want to know more about us here at The Property Mentors or you want to book a discovery call with one of our mentors, you can visit our website at thepropertymentors.com.au. If you haven't already got yourself Luke's latest book, Property Fit, please do. It's a very easy read and Luke's done a great job of breaking down and explaining things that might usually confuse a lot of people and that's available at propertyfitbook.com.au. Tune in next week for another FAQ episode with Luke. But once again, thank you so, so much for listening and I will be back in your ears again next week.